need to sit your little sexy ass down and watch yourself get killed now. All right. You know what? This is how it's going to be. All right. This is how it ends. got killed by a Daewulanos, motherfucker! How you like me now, huh? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 471 of Film Bastards. My name is Raging Boner, and as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster and, and Becky's just gone to the bathroom. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, if you'd like to know why I just called myself that, uh, patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Um, th- th- you know, uh, $2 a month, that's, that's all you need. Go find out. Um, so, uh, what have we got this week? We have got a review of, um, David Harbour is Violent Santa Claus in Violent Night. Um, and, and did, did, did we all see Troll by any chance in the end? Uh, well, you have seen Troll, Becky has yeah. seen Troll, I right. have seen an hour and 20 minutes of Troll, uh, right. I was planning to watch the rest of it in my lunch hour at work today, and then I was too busy to have a lunch hour. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's... But, let's, but, let's... I, but I, I don't mind you guys talking about it, because Becky's told me what happened anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Troll. Let's, uh, so we'll, we'll t- uh, talk about Raw Uthag's Troll. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that was it for main reviews. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we'll do some. Uh, we'll do some trailer talk uh, news. We've got uh, got some what we watched. I've, I've I've got a couple of other kind of like newer releases to talk through. I don't know what Mark and Becky have got. So we'll uh, we'll see what we come to there. Every um, single one of my other films is a Christmas movie. Okay. Brilliant. Um, I've also got a Christmas movie coming up, uh, which is um, the one of the worst films I've ever seen. So that's going to be a treat. Um, it is going to be a show. So, uh, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Uh, please listen also to other like-minded shows, like Chinstroker versus Punter, uh, who now have a video version of their show uh, on every episode as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so go support their YouTube too. Uh, the Rewatch Project, um, uh, Entertainment Landfill, his film, her movie. And uh, yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, Pod Syndicate. Um, Talked about Patreon. Um, yeah, let's let's get into it. So, oh, actually, what I will say as well, um, a new episode of Let's Get Physical uh, went on the Patreon um, after a bit that I cut out from last week's show where I said, uh, uh, fuck 4Ks, um, physical media, <laughs> poo-poo. Um, and um, because of uh, trouble with my 4K player. To be fair, 
Um, I am very sure that Amazon sold me a new, in bunny ears, 4K player that was not new. Um, it had some HDMI handshake issues. Um, when I turned on the player, it didn't do the initial select your language, connect to your Wi-Fi stuff, which Ooh. was a red flag. Yep. Um, I then uh, I've done did a hard factory reset and installed some new firmware, which did prompt me to then select the language and select the Wi-Fi network. It is now behaving, um, but if I have any more fucking problems with it... Um, Thankfully, I'm in the Christmas returns window of Amazon now, so I've got until the end of January, and I'm not afraid to use it. Um, but I don't want to. It's a really nice player, uh, apart from the fact that I had these issues. And it's just, that fucking player wasn't new. That should be enough for me to just exchange it. But I've done that so many times that I'm just very tired. <laughs> um, so uh, let's, uh, yeah, uh, let's get physical went up. Um, it, it's me talking about the new player and the new TV for a bit, talking about the Wolf of Wall Street Arrow 4K for a bit, going through some new releases. Um, uh, it is, uh, I, I will say a lot of it is very self-indulgent. Um, but, uh, I know that at least one person has listened to the whole thing because they, uh, replied to me on Mastodon with a code word that I asked people to say at the end if they'd actually listened to the whole thing. One person's got back to me, so there you go. Um, but yeah, two dollars a month. Um, and we also just recorded um, uh, the latest in our Guy Ritchie series, taking a look at the excellent The Man from Uncle. Uh, so, movie news. Ooh. If I do that, Ooh. Ooh. If, if, you you, do if you listen to our Patreon, you heard me tickle uh, the idea of a Marion Cabretti story. Oh, oh, you did. Yes. Okay. Um, this is uh, maybe movie news. I don't know. It's not movie news, but it's just. Is, okay. this, is this new work wife related? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Isn't it? Isn't it? Okay. No. It's not the one you told me the other day then. Yeah, that's what I thought they oh, do. Okay. It's its customer. Okay. Okay. What? No. That was weird. Yeah. Mark's got a new work wife. He's making work me wife. real jealous. Becky thinks that any girl I talk to that I happen to work with me is my work wife and gets annoyed. When you talk about them as much as you do this person and the previous person, then yeah, makes me jealous. Yeah, you're a very jealous person. I am a very jealous person. Mum and dad are fighting. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in work and it's a it's a fairly sort of busy-ish day. Um, and... Two women who are maybe in their late 40s, early 50s are having a conversation. And one of them is saying, I don't know about who, but is saying about somebody being the, their perfect man. Um, and the other one is saying, no, 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 not at all. Not for me, not at all. And then the woman who's been saying that this guy's the perfect man says, go on then, who's your perfect man? And without a second of flinching or blinking or anything, this woman just in the most confident way ever just goes, Marion Cabretti. Fuck yeah, what? To which I just burst out laughing because they happened to be walking by me at the time. And she just goes, the other one goes, goes, who? She points at me and goes, well, he clearly knows who I'm talking about. Shut up, that's great. And I just go, Cobra. And she just goes, Yes, 
Her friend then goes, wait, cut. You mean like the Sylvester Stallone poster you've got up in your room? <laughs> oh, that's And she just goes, amazing. yes. <laughs> I'm still laughing. And she's going, what, what is it about you in that movie? And she just goes, it's Cobra. He's fantastic. He's the ideal man. Have you ever seen him? You know, he's the cure to crime. <laughs> and I'm just like what? practically on the floor at the moment. And just sort of look and go, don't forget the fact that he cuts his pizza up with scissors. And she's like, there you fucking go. I actually cut my pizza with scissors now all because of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that for her. Yeah. Just the, just the absolute, there was... It was almost like she'd set this woman up so she could just say Marion Cabretti. Oh, fuck, that's great. It was a glorious moment. That rules. Um, Alright, good, good. Um, and I'll be honest, I feel like that can take the place of... Well, I, I, okay, Kirsty Alley died. I'm not going to make a big thing about it because she had opinions over the Kirstie last Alley few years. Kirsty Alley died and now all of a sudden we're supposed to forget the fact that she was a real problematic piece of shit towards the end. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't forget that fact and you actually make mention of it or don't RIP her, then you're an awful piece of shit. Fuck that. Look no. who's talking movies were really, really, really big and now nobody even remembers that they were a thing. The Look Who's Talking movies were great. They were a really long time ago. Cheers was great. They were a really long time ago. Do you know what wasn't a really long time ago? Kirstie Alley having really problematic opinions. Becky's in a salty mood today. No, do you know what? I don't, I don't get it. You can't, no, you're you right. Can't, no, you're right. You can't just be an absolute oh, no. fucking knobhead, I, then I, die, and then all of a sudden you're a saint again. No, I agree with you, 100%. The I, amount of people I've seen getting grief on Twitter, though, about, oh, like... Oh, really? Yeah, but once you're a knobhead, well, you can't say that because you can't speak ill of the dead. Yeah, you can if yeah, you're a twat. Yeah, well easy. Yeah. Hit was a prick, no matter what Kanye says. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's really annoyed me, actually, the Kirstie Alley thing. I'm just saying, though, the Look Who's Talking movies, right? I'm not even saying they were that good, even though... Let's were, be fair, they slap. The first one and half of the second one. Mm. But they, they fucking made money like a motherfucker, apart from the last one. That did. That was a dog one. Yeah, but the first fucking two made shitloads. Like, budgets of, like... Less than fucking ten million dollars and made like three hundred million. Wow. <laughs> nah, I just it, it honestly it's really annoyed me since she died. Like the amount of RIPs that I've seen, I'm like, hang on a second though. She's a horrible person now. Why are we all so sad? Because she's dead. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, just I'm not going to particularly mourn it. Um, so there you go. Um, feel for a family. But yeah, exactly. With, yeah. with, with most dead people, to be fair. So uh, there you go, Kirsty Alley. Um, all right, let's talk some trailers. Uh, okay, so trailers. Um, I think I've got. I think I've got a couple. Not exactly. Uh, not exactly banger city after um, last week's um, big ones, to be fair. But what what have you guys got? Well, I, I, I didn't think there was that many, and I've just looked, and there's, there's loads that I haven't watched. Uh, <laughs> but um, you've had Guardians Volume 3. That's quite a big one. Yeah. 
On indie this week as well. Yeah. Oh so fuck! Big ones there, really. So actually, yeah, some some. What you're talking is shit. What? Well, I mean, right. The Guardians free one. Shit, Ian. I wouldn't call the Guardians free trailer a banger because no, I'm not. not that bothered. It's no. kind of a big deal, though. Do you, know Do you know what though? Right. We're not bothered. Nobody in the movie looks like they're bothered. No. It is very much. Can't we all just die? The movie. Do I feel like Missing Black Panther has like released me from my fucking contractual obligation with Marvel. I feel free. Do you know what? I've I watched compl- this trailer like, is this a film I will watch based on the trailer? No. Do I have to? Also, no. This is amazing. I completely forgot to talk about Wakanda Forever in what yeah, we watched the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's weird how little... Or impact that the imprint that film has left yeah. in comparison to the last one. Oh god yeah. Yeah. Oh it's, I, it's, it's odd. I just forgot some movie I just remembered some movie news. Ooh what? Well <laughs> the the sight and sound fucking this is a train wreck today, <laughs> god, I'll tell you yeah. what. The the sight and sound top one hundred. So I genuinely have never heard of the number one greatest film of all time until I... that poll. <laughs> what, what is it? Oh, it's a what really it? long title. It's a really long title. It's a really long title. <laughs> I've heard of it. I've not seen it. It was on my film studies list. Ian's going to find a title while I'm wearing it. Yeah. Um, it was on my film studies list uh, back in the like late 90s. Uh, late nineties, early noughties, when I did film studies, it was on that list of films to watch. But th- this was like very early internet days, and you, it wasn't like there was no streaming. It was basically what you could buy mm. or what you could find at a video store. Offer this type of stuff, maybe at the library. Mm. Um, and yeah, so you just couldn't you couldn't get hold of it, right? And read about it, but you couldn't like, couldn't watch it. So how has it come number one? Is it just a pretentious wanker's gone a pretentious wanker? Well, I am not gonna say that, but yes, it, it, a little the, bit maybe. So <laughs> I haven't am, seen it. The amount of people who voted in it more than doubled from twenty twelve. Um, which might be that which might be that a lot of those people watched it because of its placing in the last list and have really liked I, it I, I, and it's and jumped up. Yeah, I think that's a part of it. I, it from the look from the looks of like the the people who I saw coming out with lists, it looks like a lot of critics have had a crack at it this time round. And like you said, it ranked thirty two in the twenty twelve yeah. poll. Um, so it was in there. Yeah, and so it, um, the the film is um, Jeanne Dielman, twenty three Quad de Commerce, ten eighty Bruxelles, directed by. Oh, I've um, seen that. It's an absolute fucking banger. Have the, you seen it? No. Directed by Chantal Ackerman. Um, so, and I've heard of Chantal Ackerman. And do you know what? It is one hundred percent me. I you know I like what I like, and I've studied what I've studied, and my my dissertation was very far away from the realms of Belgian female filmmakers in the 1970s. <laughs> so I'm not going to feel 
I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm, I'm, I'm treating it as an education. I will say I am um, noodling with the prospect of doing a Patreon series covering the top 100, every single one, whether I've seen it before or not, which I will call Shite or Sound. Um, and um, I would be intrigued as to feedback on it. As of today, I'm back on Twitter because the others just don't hit right and it mm. you know i don't i don't really have many vices anymore so maybe twitter's just my fucking vice um so i'm back on twitter I, so I tweet me out that one Ian, yeah yeah mm. just a tangent for one second Please. just on a we like what we like kind of vibe mm. have you listened to um what's the name Fuck, what's her name? Kyla Ray Jepsen. Kyla Ray Jepsen's new album, because I think you'd really fucking vibe with it. I think you would actually, yeah. It's basically, if you took Taylor Swift, Mm. added talent, and took out being really bitter about decisions she's made in her past. It's a fun bop of an album. Yeah. Okay. Okay, alright. No, I'll I'll, I'll have a look at Apple Music. Alright, cool. Latest album. Yes. Right, cool. It's real fucking good. There's a song called Beach House, which honestly is like life-changingly good. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Good. It's, it's so fun. What did she do before? Is she the Call Me Maybe person? She's the Call Me Maybe lady. Right. Call Me Maybe is a good song. I don't care what anyone says. It's a good song. Mm. But now she's blonde and she's making just fa- fucking... It, it, it's a fun album. I've, it enjoyed, I've enjoyed listening to it. But oh, you know what, though? Like, I'll be watching the night before in the next couple of weeks and like the, the prospect of Wrecking Ball coming back into my oh, life is very, right. very inviting, I must say. I, uh, right, if, if we're going to mildly tangent on these things, right, let's go. genuinely, genuinely, Miley Cyrus has one of the most underrated voices in modern music. Oh God, yeah. I was watching um, a clip of her doing Santa Baby on Fallon, mm. like a reworded Santa Baby. Yeah. She's just honestly... Right, if anyone should have been playing Marilyn Monroe in a fucking Marilyn Monroe Ooh, biopic. Let's not go down sure. that road. It, her voice is amazing. It is incredible. Marilyn Monroe didn't have a good voice. No, but like, just her, her charisma as well. Just her, her actual kind of like... She's very absorbing, I think, is, is Miley Cyrus. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to rewatch the night before, but I watched that in like the week before Christmas. Yeah. yeah it gets yeah. me fucking... It gets me pumped. And the... the I mean, yeah, why not? I'm pretty fucking high. <laughs> Response to Joseph Gordon-Levitt about the song is great. Ian, have a look online for Miley Cyrus, Santa Baby, Jimmy oh. Fallon. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Say no more. Um, so the Trailers. Uh, <laughs> I will just say with the sight and sound thing as well. Um, I thought it was interesting that Portrait of a Lady on Fire um, like went straight in in the thirties. Yeah. I really, yeah. People will just like whatever they're told to fucking like. Good film. What? Oh, hang Por- on, no, no. Which that's no, that's the good one, isn't it? Which is the shitty Kate Winslet one, Ammonite. No, Ammonite. Oh fucking yeah. hell, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Rocks Por- not Cox. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is good. Yeah, Rocks not Cox. <laughs> oh, fucking Ammonite. That's shit. I just, I just remember the person who tweeted "ammo shite" and then the director <laughs> like blocked them straight away. <laughs> no, sorry, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is very good. Yeah. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is fantastic, and I, I, I feel like that will probably go up in future years as well. Like that, yeah. what a fucking film! So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily. Have you seen Kate Winslet talking about her most recent project with her 
daughter. No. Your daughter. Avatar. No, no. She's my name is Bill. Earl? My oh, name is Karen, okay. basically. Um, some parent fucking pearl clutching about their child using fucking social media. And she's done loads of interviews where it's like, oh yeah, my children. Oh, like, her oldest yeah. daughter is 20 or 21. Yeah, they don't have any social media. Fuck off, Kate. They are not prepared for the real world. <laughs> this, this, this Get off your sofa, mad bitch. Like, A, I bet they do. And B, <laughs> B, I mean, yeah, that's all right. They're multi-fucking millionaires. Yeah. Oh, we got some energy going in the fucking show today. Let's keep going. Right, so, uh, but yeah, Sight and Sound Top 100, I'm, I'm, you know, fine with it. You know, I I think there is a performative element to it, but to be honest, if I I was asked to do a Sight and Sound Top 10, I'd be fucking, like, Scrooged. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Right in there at number four. Mine, literally, when I sent the email in, it had just, it'd be like, Automatically just go to the trash file. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, can't open it. Apparently, there's harmful material in this, but it is just his list. I have no concept of what the Sight and Sound Top 10 even is. And I think from what I've seen surrounding it, because all I've seen is a lot of stuff getting really angry about the SNS 10, which I had no idea what it was until like a couple of days ago. And I'm really happy I don't know what it is. <laughs> Sometimes it, it's good. But the thing is, it's interesting in the sense that... Just read a lot of stuff and going, yep, sounds aggy. Moved on with my day. It's really interesting in the fact that if you did a uh, a Sight and Sound Top 100, mm. if you then did an Empire Top 100, and then you did a Rotten Tomatoes Top 100, and you took the Top 100 on IMDb, mm. they would be probably wildly different. Wildly different. Mm. And you'd probably have over, what, that four five hundred collection of movies... Uh, it, you know, four five hundred uh, places of movies. Mm. You'd probably have somewhere between two hundred and fifty and three hundred movies. Yeah, and that's I'd fucking less than that. that. That's that's interesting. Mm. You know? Yeah, that that two hundred and fifty slash three hundred movies. That's interest. That's yeah. the interesting bit. Not the people that are curating their fucking choices to look real. Oh, fucking there's a, there is an element of that. There's 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 fucking there's there's no way they can have somebody fucking what's it Vince McMahon fucking swanning in and going number three fucking hot tub time machine yeah you're never getting anywhere near <laughs> no, it no god no Polly Shore and hot tub time machine yes please <laughs> the, no, his number six is Polly Shaw, the movie the movie <laughs> of Polly Shaw, and somehow he's written it in crayon in an email <laughs> yeah I, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in ten years because it, 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 it's like it's been dominated by Hitchcock and Wells previously and it feels like that will probably start fading um but then i'd love to do do i'd love to happen if in just like 10 years time it's just load of fucking film bros (laughs) and fucking justice league (laughs) oh that would (laughs) be funny the schneider cut (laughs) fucking schneider cut's just there Just, just load of fucking Schneider Bros. Just yeah. fucking go. Just start hey, getting really no. high-powered jobs in I'm criticism. So, just I'm so, sorry. Just so. You've both said Schneider, and all I can think is what, like, are we going to have a Justice League cut where, like, Rob Schneider as the animal turns up or something? <laughs> like, Juice Bigelow, Justice League Gigolo. <laughs> would watch the shit out of it. I mean, to be, I mean, fair. To be fair, would watch. But, yeah. 
Um, do you know what? Uh, I just have no time for the wanker of it all anymore. I really don't. I, I, I appreciate it, and I did look but over no, it. And, no, and, and look over it and say, do you know what? I, I, I haven't seen that. I'm going to give that a go. I'm going to give that a go. I, 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 I saw that once, but it was 25 years ago. It might hit differently mm. this time. So I, it did make me look at it and go, do you know what? Maybe I don't need to watch Son in Law again this year. Maybe I should watch this instead. Well, yeah, for you, that that's a real valid fucking thing. I do, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you I watch some real shit. I, I I feel like shite or sound could be a goer. You know, like it. it I, I did all the Bond films, and there's like twenty five of those fucking things. I've just got to do that four times over. It's nothing. We all get involved in shite or sound. I mean, you can do if you want, but I, you know, I didn't want to like. I, I, I didn't want to assume. Um, I, 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 will, I will be dipping in, is what I would say. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that would be it. Like, give me a shout which ones you'd actually be interested in covering, but I will do the legwork. Um, but um, to be honest, there's a large part of me that's just doing it because I think the name's funny. <laughs> the name is fucking it great. Is so, um, yeah. Um, so, so that was the Guardians three trailer. So, but yeah, yeah, the fuck, yeah, yeah. So, sort of give back, right? Just it, it just it does just feel like okay. Can we be done now? The film. Yeah, it does. It does. But I also do look at it and go, ah, fuck. Do you know what? It, it, it's gonna be a three out of five. I'm probably going to be bored for a lot of it, but I'm probably still going to cry when Rocket dies. Yeah, there's, there's one thing in the trailer that makes me want to watch it, and that's that it looks like it maybe delves a little bit into Rocket's backstory. Yeah. That's the only thing that's like making me think, hmm. But then I'm thinking, hmm, could I just read the comics though? I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure Batista's going to die because he's already said that he's really, really not interested in doing any more M- MCU stuff. So, yeah, I'm, see, I'm fine with that, though. He's put on quite a lot of weight. He's not, he's not anywhere near no, as it, it, yeah. It's because he, he, he said that... He did, he did actually a really quite candid interview where he, where he said, the problem is I don't want to be a guy who has to work out yeah. four hours a day, six days a week for the rest of my life, otherwise it will impact me. So I have to slow down now. Within the next two years, I have to slow it down now. Otherwise, it, it, it just becomes something I have to do as an artist. Can I point one thing out? He is physically in worse shape than he was when he first started doing gardening. Oh yeah, knock at knock at the cabin. Contract. He just looks large in that trailer. Yeah. He doesn't look like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still under contract. Well, stay in shape while you're under contract to do these things. It's not a bad shape for a guy in his business. It's fucking chunky. And if that is what your career is built on, is being in shape, and you've got parts based on being in shape, stay in shape. Alright. Fucking hell. I feel really (laughs) sorry for Dave Bautista, despite the fact he'll never listen to this. I do a little bit. Dave. If, if, if Vin, Uncle Vin, says, you want to listen to this podcast, I think you'd quite like it. And, and you've listened to this. <laughs> Becky doesn't speak for all of us. She's in a salty mood today. Yeah. No, but I like him. I just, if you're going to continue playing that particular part in which... You, you... don't want to. Right. Maybe he's doing it for sabotage. <laughs> Maybe. 
He's just like, I'm just going to eat loads maybe, of fucking maybe, marshmallows. Maybe he's just there with a big fucking table and fucking, a fucking McDonald's just fucking singing Sabotage by fucking Beastie Boys whilst chowing down with just the script for fucking Guardians Volume 3 just covered in Big Mac sauce. No, I prefer my image of him eating marshmallows. Just in between takes. Just loads of empty calories. Just yeah. fucking sugary shit. Yeah. Yeah, alright, alright, I'm down with that. Good for you, Dave. <laughs> Guardians. Jesus Christ. Um, right. Indy 5. Indy 5. Um, Looks like a really good computer game, this. Oh, fuck me. Um, I think, it, I, I, I think it, I, it looks fun. It looks like a film. It looks like a fun couple of hours with fun villains and hopefully some decent de-aging. Um, and I'm up, <laughs> I, I'm up for Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge going on an adventure. <laughs> Why yeah, not? <laughs> Fine. I, I, I'm the same. I, I looked at it and went, what's the trailer? And went, yeah, do you know what? That looks like an Indiana Jones movie. It looks more like an Indiana Jones movie than the last Indiana Jones movie. This looks like an Indiana Jones movie. Fucking go on. And then I said, I thought that's just a really bad trailer and the film's better. Yeah, proceed then. I don't like the title. Things I can't explain. The Dial of Destiny. I mean, what's that then? He's going to pick up a phone and call a sex worker or something. <laughs> and, and what's happened is it's just Sorry, a that would be Dial elaborate of Destiny. Sequel. But, yeah. it's, it's an elaborate sequel to Girl 6. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, actually, I'm actually really down with this movie. The trailer looks, like, aesthetically looks shit. And I'm really hoping the film looks better. It doesn't look as... It, it looks... It looks good! Oh it looks like a fucking... It looks like a computer game. A really quite, like, ancient graphics computer game. The de-aging is not good. The effects... Was your phone buffering when you watched the trailer? I watched it with you on that TV. Looks like a computer game. Bex, I think you need a new TV. I can recommend one. It looked, it looked great. You can't recommend it, it anything. Your, your fucking hardware purchases are not good, Ian. My TV purchases just are fine. It's just 4K players. <laughs> it's just 4K. But no, I'm down four with... Cursed. Do you know what? I, I didn't actually, story-wise, I didn't hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I fucking despised it with a deep-lying passion. It's an abhorrent piece of shit. I could have done without it being aliens, and I could have done without the CG gopher. But apart from that, I didn't hate it. I didn't even hate mo- that much. I, I have... Concerns about Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and I have concerns about how bad the trailer looks aesthetically. But we'll see. I'm 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 on board for another one. So I'm not being that sorry. Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Go on, Becky. Shit on this one. No, I didn't watch this one. I mean, I I don't know, man. You got a Transformer gorilla on there. Yeah. (laughs) When the Transformer gorilla arrived, I say, what? Go on then. Fuck it. Go on then. Why not? Why not? What? I mean, so the thing is, I've got no real connection to Transformers. I know that there are fans of the. Well, I know there is a fan of Transformers that we are in a WhatsApp conversation with who is probably listening to this, who is not a fan of this trailer, and that's absolutely fair enough. Um, For me, I am a man of simple pleasures. There's a Transformer gorilla. If it's under two hours, I think I'm in. Bumblebee was all right. Bumblebee was fine. So Bumblebee was actually, yeah, Bumblebee was 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 good enough that it makes me go, ah, fuck it, I can I can deal with this. Two, two hours or less, I'm 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 in. I'm gonna give it two hours ten. 
If this is under 130 minutes, I'm down. Yeah, all right, 10 minutes of credits at the end. All right, yep. fine. 130 minutes, but 10 minutes of that has to be credits. Has to be credits, yeah, I agree. Right, we've dealed on that. All right, that's fine. Paramount, you heard us. Yep. Um, so, also, uh, Champions, Woody Harrelson... Ooh, didn't watch this one. That's, that, that, I, I forgot to watch anything else apart from the uh, the Avatar one at the cinema. What do you think of that? Fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> it looks absolutely crap. I'm, I'm not looking forward to these fucking film reviews for you. That, come on, you, you, can't, oh, you no. can't watch that trailer and go, oh yeah, do you know what, maybe I'm wrong, I want to go see that. That looks fucking awful. Right, this is what I'll say about it, right? One, during the trailer... <laughs> I, I, I became palpably aware that, hang on a minute, Avatar is an animated feature. There's no way you can get around it. It's an animated feature. Badly None animated. of that is yeah. real. Mm. Right? <laughs> Which I'm fine with. But the second bit is, I was watching it going, oh, this is nice. I'm liking the, the visuals look, the, it looks nice. Just stop scaring at me and just let me finish. Right? <laughs> and then it, I hit it and thought, hang on a minute. This film's three and a bit hours fucking <laughs> long. Which then made me go, at, at what point did anybody, right, go into Curry's or PC World, look at the fucking displays for TVs that have something running to show you all the colour palettes of all of these TVs and go, do you know what? That'd make a fucking great three-hour movie. Mm. Yeah, because that's basically it. Do you, know what, do you know what this is? It's a Pixar movie. It's not in a Pixar no, movie. In the sense that the backgrounds look lovely. The peripheral shit looks lovely. The characters look like fucking abominations. It's a Pixar <laughs> property. In that sense. Everybody Those who, fucking ev- blue wankers look like fucking twats. Everybody <laughs> who's jerked off to one of these guys should be on a list. Yeah, they definitely Those should, yeah. Blue fucking blue wankers look like <laughs> fucking twats. Though, don't they? I mean, yeah, yeah they do. The actual but... characters, they look like shit. I was watching thinking, I don't care about what happens to any of you. No, and the thing is though, but like the bits where it's just scenery, where there's like jellyfish and plants and stuff like that, beautiful. Absolutely beautifully rendered. It, it is, yeah. They, they the would characters... make me buy that TV, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great screensaver. <laughs> but, fucking hell no. Honestly, if I was, if I was considering... Paying money to actually go and fucking watch this movie. See, I, I, I'd be like, I'd I be am going to go trailer. watch it. You fucking idiot. I'd be watching that trailer going, oh, well, that's 20 quid saved then, amazing. I am going to go and watch it. I'm kind of looking forward to go watching it, but what I'm also looking forward to. You set yourself to... up an OnlyFans account to like raise your own money to go do that because you're not spending our money on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> my OnlyFans brings in enough to cover it. <laughs> like the bearded cook. <laughs> yes. Might even be able to get some popcorn <laughs> if the tips keep ringing. Um, What's what, happening? <laughs> what I will say is, um, what I'm very much looking forward to is people tying themselves in knots to say it's good when it's inevitably fucking look, gold shame. I, 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 hey, so I, I mean, hey, look, the first reactions... was long, Ian. Yeah, look, first reactions came out last night and 
I think the one that I'm going to probably most vibe with as a prediction was someone saying the first hour is just bad. The second hour is watching people swim with weird fish and the last hour is good. I think that will probably be me. That is the film equivalent of it. That's a two-to-one trade-off, though. That is the film equivalent as if it gets really good in season yeah, three. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, that shit. It, look, it is, but it, it's... I mean, it, it's slim pickings at the cinema this Christmas. It's depressing. Um, Avatar is the only show in town. My Boxing Day film is going to be the fucking Whitney Houston biopic. <laughs> Do you know what you could do? I mean, we might go and see that on Boxing Day. No, we won't. We will not. Do you know what you could do? Hmm? You could stay home and watch a good film. And uh, I know, TV. but I... Look, I, I, no, I, it's I, not my tradition. But it's, it's your tradition. tradition. It's my fucking, fucking tradition. <laughs> no, it's not your tradition. To go to the cinema on Boxing Day. Ian can go watch the Whitney Houston movie. You just told me that. <laughs> Because it's not your tradition. No, I'd just rather he didn't put himself through it if you don't want to see it. No, no, no. But I mean, it, it's it's just the fact that I wish I had a better... Other options. Uh, yeah, I wish... Yes, yeah. I wish there were other options. I think, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. Um, but hey, look, I mean, Bex, thankfully for you, the <laughs> show, the week of Avatar, we are going to have <laughs> the Fablemans... Uh, a two and a half hour long Spielberg film and a near three hour long Inaritu film to also review. So, you know, I think you can excuse yourself from Avatar and that's absolutely Ooh. fine. Um, <laughs> and, and then the week after, you don't have to watch I Want to Dance with Somebody because that's going to be Glass Onion. So... Oh, that sounds good. Can I watch Can I watch the Whitney movie instead? And then I'll just provide a counterpoint. Yeah, you can watch Whitney if you want. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, yeah, I mean, I would probably rather I did as well, but I'm going to watch I Want to Dance with Somebody because um, me, I'm high, me. Um, so, uh, fuck me, where are we? Um, yeah, so Champions, the Woody Harrelson um, teaching uh, mentally disabled kids how to play basketball because he's fired as an NBA coach and then is, crashes his car and has to teach them as community service directed by one of the Farrelly's um, and I looks like a film that in 10 years time is going to be called Problematic <laughs> so, you mean every Farrelly's for this movie a little bit little bit um, yeah so that there's 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 that um, oh, shit I swear I've watched something else as well bear with did you watch the You People trailer? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. What's that like? Because I haven't watched the trailer, but I've just seen it there. Oh, uh, so yeah, two, two, two trailers actually. So um, yeah, the You People trailer. Um, so looks, I thought it was a Netflix TV show because of how flatly the it's shot, and all it is is uh, Eddie Murphy wife and Jonah Hill having a conversation in a diner, and it just looked like shit. Um, and it's Jonah Hill saying inappropriate stuff, but he means well to Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy going, oh, my daughter's marrying you. Oh, shit, this is not good. Um, if, if if that's what they're going with as the trailer, then the film itself is going to be a fucking shit show. 
I mean, it can't be because there's a lot more people in the cast unless they're just voices. I mean, it's live trailer, action, but... In the, the trailer, is it just Jonah Hill... Eddie Julie Murphy Dreyfus, and... And Eddie Murphy? Sorry, who, who was the middle person? Julie Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, she wasn't in it. It's um, whoever's playing Eddie Murphy's wife. I didn't recognise her, but... Is yeah. it Neil Long? Yeah, actually, do you know what? I think it probably was. Yeah, so there's also Julie Louise Dreyfus is in it. David right. Duchovny's in it. Great. Rhea Perlman's in it. Hmm. Um, and quite a few others. Like, decent character actors. It looked like we don't have to put much effort in here because everyone's going to find this hilarious. But I didn't. Uh, um, Netflix, January. Yeah. There you go. Um, there is a new trailer for M3 Egan. Mithrigan? Mithrigan. Yep. Uh, I am Regan. pumped for this movie. Um, there is a they... new girl starting with at my work called Megan, and she's just going to be called Mithrigan. Mithrigan, good. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> and she will have no idea why. Yeah, she. I might explain it to her. Duh. This trailer is leaning in. They, like they have seen people reacting to the first trailer and are just going for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just. Yeah, it looks great. That that that. I mean, it, yeah. It looks great. I, I, I really genuinely can't wait for the, that fucking film. That's going to be mm. such a boost in January. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, me freegan, good stuff. Um, okay, let's... Are we moving on from trailers? Yes. Just real quick before we do. So, the day after we podcasted last week, I went in and showed literally everyone that I was working with that day the trailer for Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. Everyone's real psyched for it. And then one of the guys that I worked with has shown everyone that he's seen since the trailer for Cocaine Bear. Like, we're spreading it like a virus. I love that. It, uh, I tell you what, the trailer played in front of Violent Night for me. And, like, people were kind of, like, giggling through it. But then that last image of the bear jumping at the truck, this one guy just had the biggest fucking belly laugh. And it, like, that, I think, that film kind of feels like it's going to hit quite big. Yeah, it, that, that film <laughs> feels like it, it could just be a little bit of a, a runaway. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, it's such a fucking stupid premise and I can't believe it's based on a somewhat true story. The thing is, it's like, the the thing is, the bear in real life, it sounds like died, like, really quite painfully. Like, it sounded like a nasty death. I hope in this they just go fuck that. He's going to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, he's going to he he's going to go out like 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 a cocaine fucking fueled bear. <laughs> and and then there's going to be a post credits where like it gets back up again or something. That's what I need. Yeah, that that poor bear. Um. Anyway, um, Dan, the guy that's been showing it to loads of the people is like, have you have you heard? Loads of people are referring to it as like Pablo Escobar. I was like. Dan, I've done my reading. That's good. I hadn't heard that. Apparently, that's because it's based on real shit, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what that's what the bear's nickname was. Good. Yeah. Good. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. So let's uh talk about um. Actually, let, let's start with Troll. Um. So directed by Raw Utag. And uh, starring um, uh, people, people, people who read people. 
Mads, Sojard, uh, Peter, dot, dot, dot. What's his name? Come on. Peterson. Had to be Peterson, didn't it? Of course it was. There you go. That'll do. Um, So, IMDB plot summary. Deep in the Dovra Mountain, something gigantic wakes up after a thousand years in captivity. The creature destroys, doesn't dissolve, that would be something, destroys everything in its path and quickly approaches Oslo. It doesn't do it particularly quickly. No, Stops for a bit, doesn't it? As a journey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, troll. I hadn't really heard of this until Becky mentioned. Have you seen the trailer for Troll last week? And I was like, no. Maybe I'll watch that. And then the very next day, I watched it. So, <laughs> um, Becky, troll. Yes. You made me watch it. You fucker. What did you think of it? Do you know what? I really, really fucking enjoyed it. I was nice. I was expecting it to be like, you know, like your average kind of fucking troll movie where destruction and adventure and action-y kind of army shit. And it's actually real kind of, do you know what? Fuck Christians. Like it's, got some, <laughs> yeah. it's got some real kind of heavy messaging going on. Like, I, 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 I thought it was really, 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 really liked it. Really good. Um, It's, it's deeper than I anticipated and the bit where they're like exploring his like built over underground palace bit and like literally all of the bones of his children are there. It's kind of heartbreaking. Wasn't anticipating that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that actually kind of speaks to maybe a bit of a problem for me with the film where it, is slightly hedging its bets on is it a force for good or a force for bad and how are you supposed to feel about it? Um, you know, it kills people. Not, not Maybe not in, in, in intended. Um, and it's a byproduct of, uh, you know, people digging in the mountain and unleashing it and whatnot. Um, but I felt at the end, okay, I feel sorry for it, but also it's killed a bunch of folks and probably does need to be put down i I don't know i don't think the film quite fred threaded the needle on that for me um yeah yeah no i get what you mean it's like as a modern society how well do they deal with this i think the i think the point that the film's trying to make is it's the mistakes of the father's kind of messaging, uh-huh. isn't it? It's like they had it been dealt with what better at the time, we wouldn't have this problem now, and we maybe would have learned to coexist. Yeah, but instead yeah. we just tried to kill them all off, except one that we left in a fucking cave as a time bomb. And yeah. I think I think ultimately, like the the thing is, yes, this is this is a creature out of time, and it can't it can't really exist in our society. And why would it want to on its own? But it should have never been put in that position. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And I mean, like in the end of the day, 
it has to be it, i don't know there has to be a plot for the film you know if you're gonna have a film about a giant troll reaching uh wreaking havoc yeah I, I you know there's gonna be something that's gonna start it's gonna be it's gonna be man i, I don't know it just it like i say i just by the end of it i was like yes i feel sorry for the troll but also the troll did cause a lot of fucking havoc i don't, I don't know and it, like, you the fact that I, bit right where it picked up one of its children's skulls in its yeah hand. yeah 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 no i right. did I, do you know what i think i think it was just like the death if the troll didn't kill the dad i think i might have just been a bit more chill and more on board with the troll ah but though it wouldn't have done and it wasn't going to. It was no. engaging with the dad until they started shooting fucking rockets at it. Yeah. I, and scared it. it. And then it accidentally boots him. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I it, thought... It's it... us that fucks up every step of the way. It's humanity that fucks up every step of the way in this movie. I just... I it's thought it was a misstep. Like, hmm. In, injure the dad. Injure the dad. Don't kill the yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that. you know, and it's... I don't know. I'm talking about the, the moral ethics the of a troll. To stop but... it falling on that child, though. Yeah, I know. I'd rather the child died. Um, <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't deserve to live. Um, I don't mean that. Um, so, uh, Mark <laughs> saw the first 80 minutes of this film um, and then was so turned on that he spent the last 20 minutes just furiously jacking it in w- the work it. toilet. To the uh, the uh, mental image of the troll, I was I was disgusted that that, that that conveniently he had a fucking forest around his fucking balls. What did you think of the first eighty minutes before you just had to masturbate? Uh, it was just so turned on by Captain Chris. That's what it was. Oh, Captain Chris! Who was that? <laughs> oh, the fucking <laughs> army guy. Oh, yeah, the, the handsome man. Not Andreas, the nerd guy. Captain Chris, the burly guy. There's uh, got to be both. The thing is, I, I was both enjoying it and kind of going, I don't care at the same time. In the sense that it's yeah. fun yeah. a lot of the time. And like the bit, like, near the start of it, when they first bring her in, and she doesn't really understand why she's there or what's going on. And you've got all of these... And they do a very good thing of going, you've got all of these white dudes, elderly white dudes sat around talking. And she just keeps on... It's a great sort of performance by her that she keeps lurking and looking at the what is there. And it's just like, you do realise they're footprints. And it's like, they're yeah, going, yeah. oh no, like, no, they are. <laughs> and I enjoyed the confidence that she has to kind of go, it's this. Yeah. Um, but it's there's an element where it is almost tipping over into veering towards being a bit of a more comedic yeah. about it. Yeah. But then it jerks around it a different. It, it, it seems to want to have a laugh, but then be quite serious. Life then is have not a laugh, just one thing, man. And then and then be quite serious, but. I was kind of in my brain. I was going, do you know what? I'd enjoy either of these movies. I'm not sure. I personally am enjoying them together. Hmm. I'd enjoy the farcical troll. Troll. 
I'd enjoy the more serious, let's have a look at the mythology and everything like that, troll. But yeah. when it's bouncing between them a little bit, I'm a bit like, hang on a minute. I don't think it's ever farcical. It has its, it's moments it's, of comedy. But it's veering towards it no, at I one point. I disagree. When it comes to the troll, I disagree. I think the not, troll not, is not, always not, dealt with very seriously. Not the troll, but the, 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 for instance, the guy who just keeps on going, oh my God, about every kind of idea she has. It is going a little bit, it, it's verging on, like, don't look up. Yeah, but I think that's that's reflective of how fucking stupid we are as people. And I agree with that, but it is verging on that almost farcical satire. Sat- yeah, satirical. Yeah, yeah I, I, and I, I've got I've got to agree, and, and that's the thing. It's like when I'm like, I don't know whether I should feel sorry for the troll or not. It, it is that tonal thing just does seem a bit off. Is it entertaining disaster movie? Is it treatise against? Christianity and um, I don't know climate change deniers. Uh, um, it, it, it's I, I, I it just it doesn't quite click there, but it is fun and I had a good time with it. You know, it, I really it just it's a good time. Andreas and Sigrid's little fucking back and forth that they had. You know the nerd girl, yeah. the hacker. Like I really enjoyed their little thing. That's it. It, it, it. It's fun, but then it, it it does. But it does silly things occasionally, like the bells idea. Is a good idea, but, executed badly. But it's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right, where did you get all those bells from that quickly? And secondly, Churches, obviously. Secondly, why didn't you just like play music of bells from further away? What did you think was going to happen if we swing around it in a formation in helicopters? You know, helicopters are dangerous at the best of times. Never mind then. I was watching it going, didn't any of you see Mars Attacks? Absolutely fuck helicopters. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, you know... they they're just dangerous. They're just not a good idea. Yeah, those. The, yeah, they're batshit. They're they're like anti the laws of nature. Uh, <laughs> uh, helicopters. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not having it. No, I, I, I agree. The amount of, absolutely not with the helicopters. The, no, the no, amount you, of people that have accidents in helicopters is a bit like they're like quad bikes for the air. They you, just just yeah. don't go in one. <laughs> you get in a helicopter and you die. I say fair enough. You knew the risks. Oh, Troll. You, I really like this movie. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was fine. I thought it had some decent enough action. It went along at a, 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 a nice clip. I thought the lead girl was like good and spunky and kind of like, you know, I like just when she's like going into that like a, a disaster room at the start, like the, the, the meeting and she's just giving them shit. It's just like, don't you know how busy I am? I've got all this shit to do. And like, she's constantly get, like not taking in the, the gravity of where she is whatsoever. And, and, and you know, I, I like how forthright she is. And then like the end of the second act where the shit goes sideways. Like I thought that was, that was impactful. You know, like I thought her character's journey was, at, was you know, pretty good. Um, also, the effects were were really good as well. Like there, there was obviously some money behind it. 
Um, but I watched it on a Thursday night. It was a perfectly serviceable Thursday night film, and I'll probably never think about it again. But hey, that's eighty percent of the films I watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Until yeah, exactly. Until it's going to that. get a troll too. Oh yeah, the yeah. the mid mid to well early credits scene. Uh, uh, and and that, the fact yeah. that it is the number one movie on Netflix globally oh, at the moment. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it, it's yeah. been like even Netflix have been a bit like, whoa, we didn't expect this to be this popular. Oh, big up Troll King. And that's that's quite cool. Yeah. The fact that you've got this weird Norwegian B movie, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> has yeah. ended up becoming like a like a really like must watch still. See, I think that's one thing it does really well. Like, I know we're kind of concentrating more on the troll thing, but I think the humans in this are very realistic. I think the the inter kind of personal connections between the humans are very uh, relatable. Yeah, yeah. But the eighty minutes I saw, I I, I thought were all right. Yeah. Three out of five. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say definitely not shit for the eighty minutes I saw. Yeah, definitely not shit for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely not shit. I think I gave it like a three point five on Letterboxd, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, not every film has to be a banger. Not every film's shit. Some films can be all right, and that's troll for me. Um, okay, that's troll. Oh, audience poll, definitely not shit. Seventy five percent, shit twenty five percent. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Put putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before all this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film, Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. CS3P Combat! Player 1, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Instructor. Player 2, choose your character. While you're in luck. Hunter. Round 1, fight! Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time though. I mean, I must. Is this on?
holiday season. Oh, yes! It's that magical time when everyone comes together to give thanks. <clears throat> that it only happens once a year. This is Charlotte Cooper. Merry Christmas, everyone! She has one simple holiday wish. This is the only time of the year when we're all together. I want everyone to have the memory of a perfect Christmas. Next stop. To see the one, the only, Santa! Yay! And Santa's army of helpers. Really? Her daughter, Eleanor, is looking for the perfect guy. Every time I go home, I'm told it is so okay that I'm not in a relationship. I know you don't know me, but be my boyfriend for one night. Oh, no way. He would make my parents so happy. All we'd have to figure out is how long we've been together and what your name is. Bang. Her sister, Emma, is looking for the perfect gift. <gasps> this is all a misunderstanding. How'd the jewels get in your mouth? I thought it was a lozenge. And her son, Hank, is celebrating the joys of single parenthood. Listen, Madison's been doing this weird thing. If you could not laugh, that would be great. Grandma and Grandpa are here. Can you say hi? Hi, Madison. You are such a jerk. Time for comfort and joy. It's Christmas. As if you can schedule happiness. Oh. No matter what happens, we are family. Here, here. <laughs> nice and easy, does it, right, sweetheart? Mom, Dad, this is Joe. We're engaged. Hmm? This calls for a toast. I'm an alcoholic. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kidder. Yeah, just can't help it. Aw, try. Will the grandparents of the lost child in aisle seven please come up and claim her? You are such a jerk. Let's talk about some what we've been watching. Guys, what would you like to start with? What, what have you been watching, Bex? Have you watched anything? On my own? Yes. One thing. What? Watched Harvey. You did watch Harvey, didn't you? I love oh, Harvey. Wow. I really, really love Harvey. It's like a fucking hug. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I've spoken about Harvey numerous times because I watch it on a semi-regular basis. But it's one of those that I come back to whenever I need a bit of a bit of a comfort film. Um, and it's just, it's just so lovely. Like, and and the the fact that Puka is it they call it? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Um, the fact that by the end of the movie, everyone just comes around to the idea that, do you know what? It's fine. It's fine if he wants to live with Harvey in his life. It's fine because he's generally a good guy, and it's not really causing any problems. Maybe a little bit of embarrassment, but he's just a really fucking good guy. So who cares? Let him have his Puka to go to the bar with. Go to Charlie's, have a whiskey. It's fine. Just, I, I think it's a real kind of. It's it's basically a however many minute movie about just accepting people for who the fuck they are by the end of it. Yep. And it comes to that conclusion in a really calm and measured way. There's no real kind of um, inciting incident that makes them get to that point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. 
it's basically it's 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 kind of like the the process of having a thought in your own head and thinking around it a few times and then coming to a conclusion, but as a movie. Yeah, I think it's very much helped by the fact that you are on this journey with uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, I think yeah. that definitely helps. Yeah, it should just be in every movie. <laughs> if I had a poo, I'd want it to be Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Not a giant rabbit, just a giant Jimmy Stewart. Fair enough. Should we, do the, should we do the one we did together and have the other? Can do, yeah. So, what did we watch back? What? Sadness in a movie form. <laughs> I mean, unnecessary misery <laughs> in movie form. We watched 8 bit Christmas. There is no reason for the dad to die. It completely <laughs> caught me by surprise as well because I'd completely forgotten. And then the the, 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 the realisation of it dawned on me when they were in the tree treehouse together, didn't it? And I just grabbed your arm and I was like, oh my God, Mark, I forgot. <laughs> it's honestly, because I, I really, like, it only came out last year, but 8-Bit Christmas mm. is now a regular feature in my Christmas watching. Yeah, definitely. Without question. I very much enjoy this movie. It's just, it's a very much a fun kind of family Christmas movie. It, it's the sort of thing that... that it, it's a 90s Christmas movie made now. Mm. That is, it's a lot of fun. And it's like... It's just japery of stupid kids. Mm. And I, I enjoy that. Um, and they get the right level, I think, with the kids. Yeah, yeah. And as well, you're spending almost all of your time with the kids. Mm. There's not a lot of... The, the, the parents yeah, interaction uh, adult interaction no. and if it is the kids are there you don't get anything really with the parents on their own um, and yeah and then, but at the end it just it, 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 it hits you with this real fucking sucker punch <sighs> of like why <laughs> it's like it fucking karate chops your heart yeah but it's honestly it, it's one of for me, it is just such a fun Christmas movie that makes you feel a little bit like, yeah, it, it, it's it, it, it just captures the idea of the ridiculousness of what kind of like Christmases oh were like yeah. before yeah. kids wanted, and with this feeds into what we're going to talk about with Violet Night later on. Before kids just wanted, um, you know, fucking Fortnite vouchers. Yeah. Cod suits. The gift equivalent of content for content's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Fever points. The thing is, this like if I if I was a parent of a young child and this came out, this would be a regular rotation Christmas movie for me, if not for the fact that Steve Zahn's character dies. I as a parent of a young child could not show this to my children. Why? Because it's too fucking sad. Death happens, Becky. No, but that bit, they, they don't, no one, who sets a fucking plate at the table for their dead relatives? Nobody. This fucking film does. Just to really hammer it home yeah. that he's gone and it's sad. I, I couldn't do it. And I, I don't know whether it's because I'm particularly sensitive to it at this time of year, but it, it honestly, it absolutely fucking kicked me in the dick this time when we watched it. I was in tears, like proper ugly crying, wasn't I? It was. It did kick a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, that's a pleasant Sunday morning. <laughs> um, well, this can lead me nicely into one of the other movies that I watched on my own. 
Mm. Right. Um, it's a movie called Christmas with the Coopers or Love the Coopers. Oh, like the cat. Right. Cooper the cat. Ian, have you ever seen this movie? I mean, is it actually called Christmas with the Coopers or Love the Coopers, where you have a choice to either spend no, yeah, Christmas but, with the Coopers it, it, or it, it, fuck the Coopers? Just, it seems to be called both of them. Uh, no, no. Uh, right. Is no. this the Justin Long one? No. Right. It's the Alan Arkin, John Goodman, Ed Helms, Diane Keaton, um, Anthony Mackie, Amanda Seyfried, June Squibb, um, Marisa Tomei and Olivia Wilde. That's oh, and Jake Lacey. Yeah. So what it's about is it's about, funny enough, a family called The Coopers. Oh, and by the way, it's narrated by Steve Martin. And there's a hook of... He's the narrator of it. And he's narrating about all of the family coming to... um, Dan Keaton and uh, John Goodman are a couple. um, Charlotte and Sam Cooper. And all the family coming to theirs on Christmas Eve for Christmas. Hmm. So it's... um, It's her her sister and brother and their families and, and um, John Goodman and um, Jack, and um, Dan Keaton and their kids coming as well and all the grandkids. Oh, Timothy Chalamet's in it as well. Um, Timothy Charles? Yeah. Um, and Because you're wondering, oh, well, who's Steve Martin narrating as? And it turns out he's the dog. <laughs> but it's very obvious from very early on that, well, he's, Steve Martin's clearly the fucking dog. But it's quite fun because the dog starts stress eating like halfway through the film. <laughs> so the dog is constantly stealing food because he's stress eating because of all the stress that's building up. Mm. So you've got these like different stories of Dan Keaton and John Goodman. They're, they're breaking up, effectively. They're just getting through Christmas, but they've been married for 40 years and after Christmas they're going to break up. And it seems to all be on the crux of the fact that Dan Keaton's character won't go on this holiday in Africa that she's been promising John Goodman that, that she'd go on since before they had kids, but has always made excuses about the kids and everything like that, and now all of the kids are grown up. He's like, no, if we don't go on this, that's that's it. And it's it, it's about like their breakdown of relationship and all of like the different, everybody's different life fuck-ups that they're having mm. at all these points. And the thing is... On a whole, it's quite a... It, it, it's more a series of vignettes of what's happening to these people at different days and then it all starts to collide together. Yeah. On a whole, the film is okay. It's not fantastic. Mm. And it's not something that some people should run out and go, I just rewatch this, it's kind of like a missed fucking great or anything like that. It's not even particularly Christmassy. Um, however, there are... Some of the scenes in it are um, fantastic. So there's a there's a great scene between a lot of it is just two people talking to each other, so two of the characters interacting with each other. Yeah. So there's a great scene with Dan Key and and John Goodman about them essentially discussing why they're breaking up in the form of an argument, but it's. Dan Keaton and John Goodman, two very, very good actors. Yeah. Who can, and John Goodman, who can play kind of broken very well. And then just, and him basically just saying, you know, 
you've constantly brought up brought the kids as an excuse, and she her just saying you know that you know well now you know all I've had to live for all these years is the kids, and he's like, well, what about me? Wasn't I part of that? And it it, it is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, I bet, yeah. And they haven't told anybody, and then he has a moment where. He he breaks and tells somebody, but it's not like a, he starts crying and tells one of his kids. He tells his granddaughter because his granddaughter. There's been a lot of like shouting and arguments, and during all of that, Alan Arkin's character has had a stroke and they've had to go to the hospital. And John Goodman's granddaughter, Madison, that they've been looking after all the day, uh, has had an accident. A she's herself essentially mm. and he's cleaning up that and getting her all sorted in the bathroom and he's basically look it's fine you know we don't need to worry about this or anything like that and then just as he's saying it he just goes 40 years we've been together and now she decides that she just doesn't love me and it's heartbreaking I don't know what to do and it's just like and she just nods at him and then just gives him like her teddy and it's just like fucking hell this is heartbreaking this movie yeah, I don't need that shit. This time and it's like, and I watch it going, Ian should not watch this. I don't think he'd react well to it. Oh. I think it'd make him really, really sad. Because yeah. it should make people sad. And, but, but, and I don't think either of you are going to watch this. Mainly because I, I genuinely, from a, from a I, I, I care about your emotions, Ian. I don't think you should watch this. Oh, but I'm fine. No, I'm saying, but you just won't want to watch it. No. Um, but then there's, it's, it, they all actually all comes around all right. She realises that she was wrong and that she should go to Africa, even if it's just because he wants to go. Yeah. And then he's kind of like, do you know what? I actually don't think I want to go now. <laughs> but can we just go to like a really nice Ethiopian restaurant or something like that? No. <laughs> and donate the rest of the money. And it's it, But that's what it is. It's just conversations between very good actors. Timothy Chalamet plays an awkward kid who is having his first kiss. But then there's an end bit where, for some reason, they all start dancing at the at the hospital at the end, and it's at that and it's it, it kind of makes sense from the context of the movie. But if you were watching that movie back in two thousand and fifteen, you can see why Timothy Chalamet is where he is now. Right. Because he's not playing a charismatic kid. He's playing an awkward kid that, for some reason, sweats loads. <laughs> but you watch it going, fucking hell. He's, he's, he, has a, he has like a slow dance thing with June Squibb. <laughs> and it is, you watch it going, that kid is charismatic as fuck. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I had a, a good time with it. You're watching Olivia Wilde going, I know you're a terrible person. <laughs> But you play that person so fucking well. <laughs> mm. She plays a character. Her character is the she's the I nominate myself of the fuck as the fuck up of the family. Right. But she isn't. She's like a successful playwright. Um and she is having an affair with a doctor, a married doctor. Um How very Olivia Wilde. But she meets Jake Lacey's character in an airport when she's on her way back home and basically proceeds to just be a thorough dickhead to him about the fact that he is a Christian, he's a Republican, and he's in the army. 
and he's just really quite nice. He's Jay Lacey, so he's, he's just playing a really nice guy. He just happens to be those things, but it's very much like, look, they're not defining parts of my character. Remember, this is a Republican in 2015. Yeah. So it's a different, different place. Kind of Republican. Hmm. And she's just a dickhead to him, and then act, and somehow manages to convince him to come back with it and pretend to be her boyfriend. And he just kind of goes along with it because he just seems quite nice. <laughs> it's a weird fucking movie, mm. but I kind of enjoyed it. Will I watch it every year? No. Will it be the last time I watch it? No. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, fucking. Any scene with John Goodman in it is heartbreaking because he just plays it so charismatic and brilliant. We need more John Goodman because he's just fucking great. Heartbreaking is not really the Christmas vibe. But he plays it as John Goodman. Mm. So it's with a smile and a... Mm. It's great. Honestly, I I had a good time with it. I also watched Christmas with the Cranks. Which is just kind of more fun than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd's great in it. <laughs> it's Tim all I'm going to say. Tim Allen is in it. He's kind of funny in it, and I must admit. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis He's is in it. He's not an actor that's worth the I will appreciate the art, not the artist argument. No, he's probably not. <laughs> no, you're right on that The one. art is good enough. But Dan Aykroyd is good in it. Jimmy Lee Curtis is surprisingly annoying in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, the whole idea is that her their kid has gone to like join the Peace Corps. So is it, I mean, is the Peace Corps even a real thing? Um, and but so she worked that for Christmas, so uh, they decided to go on a cruise yeah. instead. Yeah. But the, the Jimmy Lee Curtis character is an annoying thing where whenever. Anything, whenever the, their daughter rings them about anything, she completely freaks out because her daughter's ringing her. It, it, it's a bit odd in that way. And then I also watched Deck the Halls. Some people actually really like their kids though, Mark. It's fucking weird yeah. though. Um, I watched Deck the Halls, which again is in a similar way to uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Is is kind of like, is mid-level amusing. It is... If this movie was set at any other point, it would be an absolute piece of shit. But because it's Christmas related, it gets a bit of a pass. Mm-hmm. But it's Matthew Broderick playing the, the the roles that Matthew Broderick played in the late 90s, early 90s, where he plays the kind of everyman dickhead. Um, and then you've got Danny DeVito, who is a used car salesman who thinks he hasn't ever achieved anything so wants his house to be seen from space because it's so illuminated with Christmas lights. Right. Yeah. It's fun enough. It sounds sounds great. it, it, It passed a couple of lunch hours at work. It does not sound as good as Falling for Christmas was. They're probably not as good as Falling for Christmas. But, yeah, I enjoyed it enough. What have you been watching here? Um, So I um, I sent you guys a message on WhatsApp um, (laughs) for a little bit of uh, prep for something that I'm going to be talking about. It's what... 
What do you need us to do? Do you want us to watch the trailer? No, I want you. I want you to watch the opening title sequence for Father Christmas is Back. Right. Describe what that. you're seeing while you're watching it. Oh, right. I'll open it up on the Father Christmas is Back. Father Christmas is back. Why is it about Liz Hurley being in Kelsey Grammer movies? <laughs> got one with Billy Ray Cyrus coming out, actually, as well. And yeah, just to describe what you're seeing while it's while it's while it's playing. But we're just getting the MSR Media logo. Great. Never heard of those. <laughs> Highfield Grange Studios. Yeah. Yeah. Goldfinch is a lot of title cards here. That's very Christmassy. <laughs> oh, okay, it's yeah. Glamour shots. It's just glamour shots of people turning around and smiling. Yep. With next to a Christmas tree. Tallulah Ryan looks like she does not want to be there. Oh, it's the guy from Thing. <laughs> Carolyn Quinton. What the fuck oh, yeah. is this movie? Mm-hmm. What is going on? This looks like it was shot on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. John Cleese looks like he smells of piss. Yep. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer looks like John Cleese smells of his piss. <laughs> Is that Liz Hurley climbing a ladder? It's legs. Legs. Yeah, it's just legs. Yeah. This genuinely looks like it could be an advert for like B&M. <laughs> yeah, that is actual perfection. Yeah, what you just said there. It it looks like the opening to an ITV sitcom in yeah. like the nineties. Yeah. Oh wait, the tree looks like it's gonna fall. There's a lot of shaking. There is a man at the bottom of that shaking that. Mm-hmm. December twenty second. Oh, the D's falling off twenty second. Oh, yeah, Christmas tree is falling on that one. So. Yeah, Father Christmas is back. Um, so I I, 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 I am going to watch this. Just going to point that out. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I thought that this was a film. Oh, I can very much identify with that. I don't want their fucking toilet roll decorations on my tree vibe, though. Okay, just stop watching it because you're both obviously going to watch it. Um, no, no. You don't. You don't need me talking through it, but. Um, <laughs> I thought this was going to be a film where it was Kelsey Grammer is playing Father Christmas and the women in it are his daughters and they're estranged from their dad, who is Father Christmas. It's not. He's literally... His surname is Christmas. (laughs) And he's their dad. So he's a literal father. So he's he's literally... Father Christmas is back because Kelsey Grammer plays an Englishman who moved to America 25 years ago and so just doesn't have an English accent anymore. 
Is that because Kelsey Grammer tried to do an English accent and they all went, no. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so he basically comes back into his kids' lives. Um, Chris Marshall is like the, like almost like the head of the family and his family have this estate. He, it was like a, he didn't have anything to do with it, he says. And so, um, and the sisters come to stay for Christmas. Um, Caroline Quentin is the mum of the family. John Cleese plays Kelsey Grammer's brother. Um, but, uh, John Cleese and Caroline Quentin have multiple scenes where they're both cracking on to each other and then scenes where they've obviously just had sex. And, um, uh, John Cleese is about 20 years older than Caroline Quentin. Um, Liz Hurley is five years younger than Caroline Quentin and plays her daughter. Um... And uh, Kelsey Grammer, I think, is about 15 years younger than John Cleese. There's some interesting age dynamics in this. Um, This film, look, essentially it feels like it was made by a bunch of fictional companies because they needed to launder money. (laughs) It does have that energy about it. it. It is just minimum effort. And it's got... The last scene calls reality into question. I'm going I'm to spoil it. Wait, filming occurred at Birdsell House, which is up the road from us. <laughs> like, literally, that is not far away from where we are sat right now. Nice. Um, 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 I mean, it's a, it's a nice country pile by the looks of it. It looks lovely. Um... The end of this film. It's 20 miles away from where we are now. Go visit it. Um, you'll, you'll love it. Um, so, uh, there, there, there is no indication that Kelsey Grammer is other than a guy, a deadbeat dad, who hasn't seen his kids for 25 years. Um, at the end of the film... Somebody says to him, like, essentially, oh, the only way it could have been a more perfect Christmas is if it's snowing. Kelsey Grammer says, leave it to me. And then it cuts to a scene of, like, kids enjoying snowfall. And then it ends. So you're then thinking... Is he Father Christmas? Hang on. Yeah. Is he Father Christmas then? Despite the fact there is literally zero evidence... About that, and there are people on Letterboxd who have written reviews who are just like, "What the fuck was that ending?" And it, it's it's baffling. It, I, I honestly, I don't. It, it, it just minimum effort. We're just going to cast anyone as anyone's mum or dad or brother or sister. Who gives a fuck? Um, and it's just a series of skits with a score going through the entire fucking film. Telling you whether it's a funny scene or a dramatic scene. Um, it is absolute rancid dog shit. It's an awful... The music by a man called Bruno Brugana. Great, why not? The fake name. Again. That's not a real name. Again, 
some sort of money laundering thing has happened there where they've created a fictional person who's done the music because the person who actually did the music has some sort of tax liability where they can't be associated with working on this film because they've gone over their lifetime allowance for tax or something like that. I don't know. This film smells like a tax scam. Yeah. Absolute bullshit. And, um, you know, we... The thing is, I had it... We had it on our Christmas films sprint board because it it was one we missed last year. And it was like, yeah, Kelsey Grammer's playing Santa Claus and Elizabeth Hurley's his daughter. Sure, why not? Um, we started watching it on Monday night and then Tuesday night, uh, last night, I was just like, right, okay, we're going to need to watch the last half hour of this then. And and Donald, <laughs> Donald was just essentially like, do we have to? I was like, yes. Oh yeah, you fucking have to. If I'm like watching it, you fucking have to as well. Like, and it, the thing is, Don has been watching so many Hallmark Channel adjacent Christmas films that she could have a Christmas film podcast of her own right. And I, you know, I think it would be very entertaining. Um, but even even with that in mind, she was just like, this is awful. Um, so, honestly, just, I, 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 yeah, rancid dog shit. I, I hope that the person who laundered money laundered it successfully. I don't know. Some sort of success has to come out of this, even if it's someone ripped off HMRC. Right. Ian. So, the guy who directed this, Felipe uh, Martinez. Yeah. Right? Not he directs... He wrote, wrote and directed this. He directs... Um, the Christmas in Paradise, the one that's come out this year with Kelsey Grammer, Liz Hurley and Billy Ray Cyrus. Right, okay. And he also directs another one that's also out this year called Christmas in the Caribbean, which also stars Liz Hurley. What the hell? Yep. (sighs) Nice work if you can get it. There's some like there is some money laundering going on here. There's some weird shell game stuff happening with that. There's a woman if called it... Natalie Cox who appears to be in all of them, right? Who is also in one, two, three, four movies he made last year called A Song f- a, a Song to Kill For, Shooting Paul, Serena's Game, and The Spice, spelled the Y, of Life. Which are all Mr. Mayfair films. What's Mr. Mayfair? It's um, a character played by Armand uh, Asante called Max what? Mayfair. We've, I, I, honestly, we've uncovered something here. What? <laughs> Armand Asante plays a character called Mr. Mayfair. Max in... Mr. Max Mayfair, yeah. It, what? Sorry, four films from last year. Yep. All starring a character called Max Mayfair. Yep. What? Yep. This is madness. <laughs> this film was last year. How many films did this guy direct that came out last year? 
One, two, three, four, five, six, six. He also made a film called Miss Willoughby and the Haunted Bookshop. What? No, he Kelsey Grammer and Natalie Cox are also in that one. What? No, you're gaslighting me now. That's not not real. I am not. Natalie Cox has made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine films with this man in the past two years. The other one was one in 2020 called My Dad's Christmas Date. Oh, it's the same movie studio, MSR Media. Um, Jerry Piven's in this one. Sure, so it's Charlie Richardson. Right. This Natalie Cox is... I don't know, is she married to this guy or something? I mean, she okay. must be. There's nothing on her wiki about it. Um, I mean, uh, let's have a look at her fucking filmography. She was in Kingdom of Heaven, Jesus Christ. Um, Miss Willoughby and the Haunted Bookshop. There it is. But it doesn't even have um, most of those credits on here. Um, DL. Oh, let's uh, see her upcoming projects. Her upcoming projects is a sequel to Miss Willoughby. <laughs> a film called One Year Off. Guess who directs it? Oh, my God. Felipe Martinez. And another film called Soap, which is a short, which is probably the only thing she's made in years that isn't directed by this fucking guy. Look, oh, mate, have you Googled Felipe Martinez? No. I mean, he looks like he's just dodgy. He's founded an organisation, the Institute for the Study and Integration of Graphical Heritage Techniques. (laughs) Right, no, no. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. This has gone... I think we need to investigate this. I mean, nah, there's... There's there's something going on here. Yeah. No, there's no, no yeah, no, there, there there is there is some weird tax stuff going on here. Um yeah. This is wild. I'm having a look at this institute's website now. Um <laughs> It's like it's got it's- this is one of our weird tangents. It's got a bunch of links on the page, but then when I open... Oh, ah, here we go. Um, Insight works to document and visualise the human record. As cultural heritage specialists, Insight acts as a bridge between the discipline of archaeology, art history, computer graphics and computer vision. For the general public, Insight fosters interest in archaeology through the lively digital media we create. Right, no, I'm sorry. This this is like a website created by an AI. <laughs> are all these? Does this man exist, or is he is no. he the first AI filmmaker? He's no, he that this man is like a yeah, a, a digital representation of a person for the purpose of tax write-off shell games. This bloody guy. God, he just looks so dodgy. He really does. Right. 
Yeah, all right. Um, anyway, we, yeah, I mean, we're going down the rabbit hole and I better go out before, like, before I say something that gets me killed. Um, so, yeah, Father Christmas is back. It's it's just awful. Um, okay, so uh, I also watched um, the, the Grinch, the uh, Beryl Comstatchel film from 2018. Um, unadjusted for inflation, the most financially successful Christmas film at the worldwide box office ever. Um, and it's basically a film that doesn't exist. Um, how much did it make? It, it, like, uh, over half a billion dollars uh, at the world. The thing is, Christmas films don't make an awful lot because they are really, like, only around for a certain period of time at the cinema like as a first run so yeah it's a wild uh, stat that is um i'm not going to talk about the grinch much it, it a lot likes it it's colorful it's mildly diverting it's short um uh so then um i also re-watched the matrix resurrections um so uh i bought the 4k of this for 9.99 on amazon at black uh, like during black friday um so the matrix resurrections second time round when you like kind of have a sense of what was actually happening after the first watch i liked it more than i did the first time um it's very much a film of two halves the first half is this knowing meta warner brothers is making us do a film otherwise they're going to take it out of our hands and we're actually telling you that in this film the second half it has got the same sincere spirit as reloaded and revolutions where it's basically it's not about neo being the one it's about neo and trinity and their power together and how them together is the great is the great force um which is a very romantic idea, and I kind of keyed into that this time round. Also, Neil Patrick Harris is just a great little dickhead in it. Um, but, and that's basically all he is. He's just a little dickhead. Jonathan Groff is fun as New Smith. It looks great. The 4K disc is stunning. It Like, a great, great disc. Um, Jessica Henwick is fun. It's a bit of a shame that she kind of gets a bit sidelined uh, later on in the film. Uh, also, less the Yaya Abdul-Mateen II than I, than I remembered there being as well. Him, Like I say, it's a film of two halves, and the second half is, and, and particularly the last act, is just very Neo and Trinity. But the rest of the film hasn't been. And that that's a, just a little bit of a reset that first time round didn't quite click for me this time it did i like the matrix resurrections quite a bit uh, so, i wouldn't be surprised it could go up even further yeah you quite like Sorry. your first time round eat your backs well the new one yeah yeah i think so it's it feels like ages ago that just for like ages ago and it was literally like this time last year i think wasn't yeah. it yeah mm. Nearly a year, couple of like uh, within a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I, it's just like the the kind of the meta stuff. I just I I think they're so. It's just fun. It 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 doesn't necessarily feel like it's biting the hand that feeds. It's more like nipping at it 
which is probably the way, the right way of going out. But just the fact that Jonathan Groff literally says, our beloved parent company, Warner Brothers, um, have um, said that they want another Matrix and they'll do it with or without us. And Keanu Reeves is just like, well, they can do that. And Jonathan Groff's just like, yeah. You know, and it, it's so, it's like, right, so you may as well fucking make one then. Uh, but I, 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 I like, it feels like a good epilogue. Um, and if it's the last one of these that they do before they just like reboot the whole thing, I think it's quite, it, it, it's a good end. So, yeah. yeah. I think I might have to give it a rewatch. I think I was underwhelmed. I, yeah, I think it's a good time. I mean, the, the the third act, I mean, like there's some stuff kind of going on in the real world as well, which it isn't as fun. It, 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 you know, I mean, it's nearly two and a half hours long. Um, there's the section where they go to the real world and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's there and Keanu, uh, Neo's like imprisoned, but then is broken out like two minutes later is a bit, get what you were going for conceptually there kind of kills the the flow of the film um but like i say i might even vibe with that more next time round it, it i don't know it's just again it's a very sincere film and i can't help but think now in years to come will be a little bit we didn't know how good we had it i hope i'm wrong there but yeah that's that's that, that's where i'm at with it so yeah matrix resurrections um also watched the new Disney animation film Strange World. Um, uh, Donna Lotz and I went to see that Sunday afternoon in a uh, very quiet Odeon. Generally, really, really quiet. Couple weeks till Christmas, and it was dead. Pretty depressing, to be honest. Um, so this film has done fuck all at the box office. It, it, it's gonna lose uh, uh, getting on for two hundred million dollars, apparently. Um, and I think that's a real shame. It's not exactly been marketed or anything, though. Has it? No, like, I haven't seen any advertisements for it. I only seen a fucking trailer for it. And it, it's a Disney kids movie that's coming out just before Christmas, so they either want it to fail or it, I. I'm gonna be honest. This was under Bob Chapek, um, who gave zero fucks and was all about Disney Plus. Um, I think he just saw it as stick it in cinemas to keep the creatives happy. Then we'll stick it on Disney Plus in a month and make more of a, uh, a, a more of a go of it there because we don't have to pay for the advertising. It can just be on the homepage on Disney Plus, and that's our service. The, the, um, the biggest thing I've seen about it was um, the Jim Gyllenhaal. Um, not knowing that uh, what he was doing with the press things for it, that um, that he'd been in a movie with Dennis Quaid already, and Dennis Quaid had played his dad. Oh yeah, um, fucking hell. Uh, um, yeah. So um, the th- the thing is, the film. Uh, so okay, what's it about? Um, so. The Jaeger family, no, or the Clade, the Clade family. The dad's called Jaeger Clade. That's it. I, I was getting that mixed up. Um, the Clade family are this uh, family of explorers. Uh, Clade Jaeger has a son. Um, oh, what's his fucking name? A, a, a ranger or something like I don't know, something like that. Um, and uh, voiced by Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he's not Searcher. as much searcher. That was it. Thank you. Um, he thanks. Um, He's not as much of an adventurer. Um, their um, 
go going up a mountain um trying to find a solution to an energy crisis for some reason i didn't really quite get what was going on there um but uh they discover on the mountain this uh power source um but uh uh, uh jaeger wants to keep on exploring jake gyllenhaal's character says no we've actually found something that can save our people blah 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 uh clay uh jaeger fuck's sake jaeger goes missing um and it's like 25 years later um the their um, society is doing great they've got these plants that like essentially generate electricity or generate power um but their 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 power is fading um so they have to go on um he is uh, the fucking searcher and his kid go on a uh exploration mission to find out if they can work out why these plants are not being powered um and then uh they um go into the earth and they find this strange world where Dennis Quaid is also there. <laughs> so that sounds like quite a kind of like weirdly complex route into this film, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and I think that's why the marketing has been as shit as it was because it's very hard to describe what this film is. Um, it's an adventure but it's also got this kind of steampunky aesthetic. Um, it's um, like it kind of starts off in this like 30 serial kind of aesthetic, despite the fact that no kid is going to understand that whatsoever. Um, but also, it has got an openly gay lead character who it's not just a token hugs a boy. There are multiple conversations about how into this other lad he is. Um, the granddad character, Dennis Quaid's character, is um, confronted with this. And I felt for sure there was going to be some sort of joke about him not understanding that he's talking about a boy or something like that. There's none of that. They just have a normal conversation like it's like just a straight up fancies another person. And it's absolutely fine. And they they talk about it, and you know, they're, 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 it just it's treated as normal. The film also has a w- wild, weirdly mad third act twist, um, which then leads to a climax, which is very very forward thinking ecologically. Um. <laughs> So it's this film that is stuck between be having an aesthetic that feels more like the Disney animation failures of the early noughties, like Treasure Planet or Atlantis The Lost Empire, but then also is getting criticised by uh, certain bad faith folks um, because it is too woke. Go woke, go broke. Yeah, it is a film that, you know, just unfortunately is a mix of incongruous things, but it's fucking good. It sounds sounds fucking great, to be honest. I really enjoyed it. There's some terrific action sequences. There's some great characters. There's this one, this blue splat character where one 
one character in it meets him and literally says, you're so cute, all I want to do is merchandise you. <laughs> Which it, it, it is, is great. Um, I, I, I really liked... The, the thing is, the, the film seems to be about this family dynamic and the relationships between like three generations. Um, and it is. But seriously, the third act is pretty wild and pretty heady. Um... And we all just came out of it just like that was good, that like that was really good, um, and yeah, it, it's bombing. And the th- it's a tough needle to thread with the marketing, but also like you guys say, it, it kind of feels like they just haven't even really made an effort to get it in people's faces. It feels like they've put it out there to die, and then put it on Disney Plus in a month's time and see how that fares. And it's a real shame. Um, it's not perfect. Like I say, the aesthetic, like the the thirty serialized stuff, feels like just straight out of time. Um, but I, yeah, it's fun and people should give it a chance. Strange World. Uh, last one for me. Um, I watched the uh documentary about Robert Downey Jr. and his dad, Senior. Oh, what's that like? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, so directed by the guy who directed American movie, Chris Smith, um, kind of seemed like it was going to be a little bit indulgent and just Hollywoody Hollywood guy celebrating his dad. Look at like, give me some budget for that, please. Um, so, uh, Robert Downey senior was a, uh, filmmaker in, uh, primarily in kind of like the sixties and seventies, um, had, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, play a character in several of his films um, and uh, this is a film basically about his life um, but also Robert Downey Jr.'s relationship with him um, his relationship with his uh, grandkids particularly his uh, grandson Exton Downey which is an interesting name um, but he seems like to be fair he actually seems like a good kid um, like has seems to have his head on, head on straight um and uh yeah it's so part of it is that robert downey senior in making this film also wanted to make a like a version of the film that chris smith and robert downey jr are making but like his own version so through the film you see clips from the senior edit and uh bits of him going about like filming his version um, I haven't seen anything around about his version ever actually seeing the light of day. I don't think Netflix brought the rights to that. Um, and it was ba- he basically said, okay, I'll let you film me and all this stuff if you also give me an editor and let me make a film as well, which is an interesting idea. Um, and the film is kind like spends some time on that, but it's not really about that. It's interesting it's fun to put a spotlight on um on uh robert downey alan arkin pops up for some talking head stuff which is pretty entertaining um he was an interesting guy he like kind of seemed to enable downey jr's kind of drug taking but they don't go at him that hard about it but last 20 25 minutes um and i I mean I, i suppose it's a bit of a trigger warning for people maybe is what is essentially chronicling robert downey jr and his son seeing robert downey for the last time robert downey um, had parkinson's and you see his uh descent through the film 
and the last 20 minutes or so, Robert Downey Sr. does not seem to know who Robert Downey Jr. is. And Robert Downey Jr. is asking him questions and he's literally talking about his son. And like he asked, like, have you met my son? And Robert Downey Jr.'s like saying, like, oh, I'm getting to know him, you know, which is an interesting um thing to say. Um and if it weren't for the fact that Robert Downey was obviously very okay with people filming him, and obviously, like, he agreed to do the documentary fully within his right mind. No, absolutely, obviously. Um, but, like, you you would say that this is almost a little bit too behind the curtain and even maybe yeah. exploitative. But because you know that he would have been all right with it, like, you know this yeah. guy would have, would have been all right with it. And it's such this weirdly, like, just intimate, like, a dad and his son, like, talking for the last time. And just, like, some of the stuff, look, when Robert Downey is saying stuff where it's obvious he doesn't know who Downey Jr. is, Downey Jr.'s reactions, it, it's like he's trying to make light of it. And it's almost like he's he's just trying to keep shit straight for the camera. But there's this one... I can't remember what Robert Downey says to him. But Downey Jr. literally just kind of like exhales and like leans back into his seat. And it was like kind of chilling, actually. Um, and it, it, it like the rest of the film is like this just documentary about this guy's life and him trying to make a, a film using Netflix or using the budget of this film. And then this last 20, 25 minutes is just like this guy talking to his dad for the last time. And not that he knew it was going to be the last time. He intimates that he, he, he says to his therapist at one point, like the door is closing. So like that, but yeah. So for, for like the first, it's only an hour and a half long. And for the first like hour, hour and 10 minutes, I was speaking like, it's good. Not entirely sure why people have been seeing it and raving about it. And then that last 20 minutes is like, okay, yeah, all right, fair enough. I'm still not like this is the best documentary of the year or anything like that. It's a, it's a little bit shambly. It's a little bit rambly. But the there, there are some real... That's something that Downey Jr. actually was like, yeah, film it. And it, they, they, they paint this picture of this family that just like use art to express themselves. And it's like, it's a way of Downey Jr. almost like coping with it. Um, and it's, uh, oh, hey, baby, all right. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, no problem. Is, is she coming in now? Oh, oh I'll take a decaf, please. Thank you. Sorry. Um, so, um, yeah, it, 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 I don't know. It, 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 it's kind of haunting. It's like, because you, you, you're not really expecting it. You know, and I mean, like, there, there have been, like, documentaries about, like, seeing the last moments of people's lives and things like that, like, you know, but doing it in this kind, in this way, and it's just like, it's Robert Downey Jr., you know, like, one of the biggest stars on the planet, making a documentary where for the last 20 minutes, it's him talking to his dad for the last time. Hell of a thing, you know, and it, it but it, it feels universal, and it, I'm glad that he... And Chris Smith did it because it feels like it would have been cathartic and it helped him understand his dad better, just spending time with him and having these conversations with him. So, you know, 
obviously not everybody gets to have that with their dads. Um, you know, like I did when my dad passed, it was a complete surprise. It wasn't, I wasn't expecting it at all. Complete bolt out of the blue. And I wish I had meaningful last conversations with my dad. And I'm glad that Robert Downey Jr. did, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it did strike a chord. The more I talk about it, the more I realize it struck a chord. It's a really interesting bit of work, but like I say, that last twenty minutes, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're watching you're watching a guy on his last legs talking like incoherently, so just yeah, mild warnings there. Then yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, That's it for what I've uh, been watching this week. So um, let's move on to uh, (laughs) uh, fucking gear shift. Uh, <laughs> uh, Violent Night. Is this our, our Santa Claus? Yeah, it is. To whom am I speaking? Well, for tonight, I'm Mr. Scrooge now. What is it that you want exactly, Santa? I want you to put down your weapons. I want you to let this family go. And then I want to find my reindeer and I want to continue delivering my presents. Some security guard who's watched too many action flicks. Some loser ex-cop stuck in a mall playing dress up with fat kids pissing on your lap. Stop me when I get it right. It's a little more complicated than that. Not to me, it's not. Because I want to make it my personal mission, my holiday to-do list, to find you and to end you. That is a terrible thing to want for Christmas. Maybe you and I should discuss that in person. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> Starring uh, David Harbour, uh, John Leguizamo, directed by Tommy Vercola. Um, not, I won't read the IMDb summary. Basically, Santa gets trapped in a house with a bunch of people robbing a rich family. Chaos ensues. Uh, Mark, what do you think to Violet Knight? Um... I very much enjoyed David Harbour um, playing a... He's, he's, he's a grisly Santa Claus, and a fed-up Santa Claus, but in a certain way. He's not just, like, just grumpy and fed-up. He's just a bit, ah, fuck this sh- shit. He's disillusioned. <laughs> disillusioned, yes. Perfect, Bex, on that one. Um, but he's still quite... It, 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 He's clearly a guy who is very charismatic as an actor. I so I enjoyed that bit of it. I think. I think it's... he. Do you know what? He, he, the vibe you get off him is that he really wants people to just be better. And like, there's a few bits where like the ho ho hos kind of try and take him over, and he kind of battles against them. Yeah. Like he really wants to be the jolly Santa again, but the world doesn't fucking deserve it. So yeah. he's like. There's great bits like where he's putting the fucking he's putting the cash and the vouchers in the stockings and he just looks like he fucking hates it. But, oh no, I didn't read that that way. I read like with when the bit where he's delivering the presents after he's vomited on the bar lady. Yeah. Um, I read that as him going to like the houses and like with the one, especially with the cash in the stockings, that he just looks at it and he goes, "Nah, fuck it then." Like no. that's been put there as by parents, so he doesn't leave a present. Because he says to her later on, doesn't he? No, I still go to the people that need it. I still leave presents for the people that oh, need it. I so I, because there's the bit with the all the Amazon boxes as well, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't fucking leave anything. No. 
because but, uh, you've yeah. already got it. And the, well, the, my, I have issues with it in the sense that some of the action scenes, some of them are fun, but there's a, there's some of them are a little bit like, right, you're having fun now, I'm not. Um, I, I, so I, I think it's a little bit too long because of that, it's way too long, this movie. There's no getting away from it. I have to say, I, I hate your philistinic view of everything should be a fucking tight 90, but this should have been this a tight 90. This film should be a yeah. tight 90. Yeah. Um, the, but it's one of those where it it's more like a four-act structure. Mm. And the, the setup is good. Mm. Then the next act is really baggy as fuck. The setup to the the villains getting introduced is just baggy, but then it ends quite nicely. Mm. Um, the little Home Alone interlude is quite is quite fun, and I like the idea that it's that the end message is fucking sledgehammer to a walnut of the look. You don't have to burn money to bring mm. Christmas back to life. You just have to embrace Christmas, and that will bring it back to life. See, I refuse now. I absolutely point blank refuse. Christmas to me is not about how much I buy people. It's about how much thought goes into what yeah. I do buy people. But for, for a lot of years, like, we're nearly 40 now. And for probably about 10, 15 years in the middle of that, I got stuck in the trap of it's how much you get people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? I, I, I do genuinely think movies like Krampus have made me kind of really reevaluate my opinion on Christmas. Like, it ain't about that shit. It's about making cookies as a family. It's about the traditions that you build. It's about the decorations that you put up year on year. It's about going to see I Want to Dance with Somebody on my own on <laughs> Boxing Day. It's about everyone's your... favourite candidate. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. If that's your tradition, though, Ian, going to see um, yeah. um, a movie on Boxing Day, then, yeah, do you know what? It is kind of about that. And I, I just, yeah, I, I, I appreciate movies like this that kind of go, do you know what? No, fuck you with your fucking capitalism and your fucking materialist bullshit. I, I like the randomness of the fact that it starts in Bristol. <laughs> I also really enjoyed the violence. The violence was fun. Yeah. When it was going through that whole Home Alone bit, it was like, it just kept making me think of, you know, like all the studies that people do all the time of like, yeah. what if the traps were real? And that's kind of what it, what that whole oh, section yeah. felt it's like. It's definitely inspired by those. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. God, just that bit, that bit where it's, because we, it was, not a quiet screen, it, it was, was busy. it? It was busy. But it was really quite a busy. small screen it was on, so there wasn't many people in. I would say there was... 50 or 60 people. I did a full-on audible intake of of, of air on (laughs) a couple of points that were just like, (gasps) like, and one of them was when that fucking step on the ladder broke and it went through his his slower jaw. That was great. What I would say is our audience was fucking loving this movie. Yeah, yeah. What did you think, Ian? yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, um, sometimes all you need is John Leguizamo saying Christmas dies tonight, you know, like, and that, that, that'll do, um, which I swear was inspired by Evil Dies Tonight. I, I oh, just yeah. can't help. It's oh, just yeah, such a stupid is. fucking thing to say. Um, but yeah, I um, I enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, too long. Um, there's, I think, around the second act, you've got 
him and the girl having conversations and it's just a bit i get what you're doing because you're actually having an arc uh, okay so um if there's a change in my audio quality i've just moved rooms uh the dog is in the room patting around so apologies right so yeah that, I, I feel like there's maybe one too many two minute scenes of david harbour and the girl talking um and i get that they're trying to do the arc of him kind of like rediscovering the joy of christmas and whatnot but it just it it, it, it was a little i don't know that was a little bit over egged um i will say do you know who i also really liked in the film who everyone's favorite cam Jaganda. he's fucking great isn't he? he's solid <laughs> stupid good looking person yeah hang on who is he it, is everyone's favorite morgan Steele. oh him yeah okay I, I, I get the feeling like he, he's everyone's favourite Cam Gigande, Becky come on yeah. he's, he's not my favourite I didn't he's everyone's favourite oh, he's everyone's favourite Bex okay. yeah okay yeah. I very much Ooh. I very much liked him I always like the fact that yeah that Brendan Fletcher fucking turns up I haven't seen that guy in a long time <laughs> who did he play he played Krampus yeah <laughs> Oh. He had like a really big like early nineties. <laughs> yeah, no, he was yeah, that guy was good. Like the um uh, like where the uh oh god, the opening the presents thing and just the joy he was taking in that going wrong and kinda of like the drama from uh the um the card uh, the, like the, the card and just I liked how shit housery that guy was. Yeah. Yes, I know that was a naughty word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I thought it was a good time. I, maybe not enough action. Like it, it ramps up in the end, but. I mean, you, you saw know, him with the hammer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like the film costs like twenty million dollars, so you know that's pretty. That's pretty low budget for what this is. Um, so I, I think maybe there was just a little bit of a lack of being able to do anything like really stunning um, but I thought it was fun um, I'm looking forward to it being available on Markflix in the next couple of weeks because uh, Donna wants to watch it as well we were actually um, saying when we came out weren't we it's, I, it definitely feels like one that would be better to watch at home yeah I, I enjoyed watching the cinema yeah. I very much enjoyed watching the cinema and I'm glad I went to cinema to see it but I think Watching that at like ten o'clock at night on a Christmas night, mm. yeah, is going to be a good vibe. Christmas films right, yeah. are home watches; they just are. I'm so sorry, Donna just put a, one of Lottie's jumpers on my head, and uh, Lots thought it was very funny. It's very unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> I think we went. I think we went past that about eight or nine years ago. Yeah, no fair point. But no, I mean, the, 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 yeah. It the thing is, this thing will come out on Peabody in the US at least before Christmas, maybe even over here before Christmas. And I, I feel like this people, this feels like a film for streaming. This is one mm. where it's like that guy from Stranger Things is a violent Santa Claus. Yeah, go on then. I'll pay fifteen pound to watch that and not not have to move to watch it. 
you know that 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 it feels like it will do very well in that window um but i'm also glad it's making money it did it did a bit better than what it was projected to um it's it's gonna probably be comfortably in the black on cinema release and then it's gonna make a good amount of money on pvod so um and it, it feels like a film that will get watched again and again in the future as well you know this is this is one where you know because universal did krampus a few years back and they, they seem to be having a bit of a line in let's do some christmas genre films because they'll just be perennials yeah there's, there's a market for them and we can do well yeah yeah exactly it's just it's, it's smart business sense and violent night they've, they've they've done well with the marketing i mean the tagline is literally just david harbour is santa claus and i also i think that's great david harbour not exactly your conventional star but people know him by name yeah like probably because of stranger things to be fair but i think that's cool for him also been mr lily allen yeah i mean that, that yeah which is fair play to him partnership yeah yeah is. i sent him out when we got out she'll, she'll be happy he looks like he's put a bit of his trunk back on because she was um she was unhappy with him like losing weight and getting buff for black widow wasn't he really yeah yeah apparently he wasn't oh, he wasn't funny. the man that she married very <laughs> <laughs> yellow man she gotta yeah, love it a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their wedding yeah. pictures are amazing yes they are um hang on now i've got to try and put on a bedroom light on the smart home lights um <laughs> Bedroom. No response. <laughs> Desk lamp. Bedside lamps also not responding. Um, Have you heard of these crazy things that like go on your walls called like light switches? <laughs> one of one of the one of uh, the I, I oh hang on try now. Um, smart home did not work. I cracked up. Yes, last <laughs> Turn on the light in the bedroom, please. Two lights fail to respond. That's really helpful. Definitely not shit. Definitely not shit, yeah. Yeah, definitely not shit. There's so many bits that are just like either make disgusted noise out loud or laugh out loud that it's, yeah, it's definitely going to be a rewatcher. Yeah, for sure. Uh, audience poll. Wow. Definitely not shit, a hundred percent. Nice. Oh, yeah. So that's I think that, that that just proves very much our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so I put out a question uh to, to our listeners. So it was our question for this week is which cinema family would you love to stay with for Christmas? Uh Rick Kidd comes back with the Skywalkers. Lee is good for the royal speech. Luke has a knife that cooks <laughs> and cuts the turkey at the same time. Han loves a game of cards. Chewie acts as a guard dog. Anakin falls to the Christmas Death Star home. Uh, the post-Christmas dinner fights are wild. Fair. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Detailed. Dylan uh, Blackland. Mohawk's family of evil gremlins in Gremlins 2. Finally, a Christmas where you get really let loose and hang out with Hulk Hogan as a bonus. It's <laughs> a pretty good one. Yeah. Go on, guys. What are yours? 
Uh, the McFly's in Back to the Future Part 2 because you'd get pizza. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Oh, I don't know. It might have to be the Griswolds just because it'd be fun. It'd be a fucking disaster. It'd be shite. I know. But yeah, it'd be. But tough. I'd have a great time. I mean, they do have that weird, like, spinny thing. And they do have those cool eggnog mugs. Mm. All right. You can go stay there as long as you throw me one of those moose eggnog mugs. I will just ask where Clark got them and not see them. Okay. Okay. You can buy them online, but they're quite expensive. They're ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I looked yeah. at getting some last year. Yeah. Like, you fucking copy. So basically, anything Chevy Chase related. Yeah. Your copy of Fletch and the Moose Mugs. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't got one. I don't know. No. I didn't see the question, sorry. I've been too busy taking down a fucking hot tub. (laughs) Um, Well, we do have a few questions that we've been asked. Uh, Rick Kidd, what are your favourite movie cameos? Matt Damon Uh, in Euro Trip. Scotty doesn't know. Uh, Charlton Heston in Wayne's World 2 that's a fucking really good one <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt in Deadpool 2 fair play seems weak what about Ryan Reynolds in Bullet Train hey Jordan it's Ken Ives what is it what is it it's Ryan Reynolds and Channing Tatum that's Channing Tatum <laughs> Oh, Channing Tatum in This Is The End. Channing Tatum in This Is The End is funny. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's a good one, actually, that one. Uh, Dylan Black Lanterns. Everyone asks about which are your favourite Christmas films, but what are your most hated Christmas films? Oh, you fighting talk coming up now. Fuck out. Red Claws, because I nearly got sacked as well as it being shit. My controversial take is Scrooged. Overhyped, and as much as I love Carol Kane, I struggle with Bill Murray outside Ed Wood. Wow. <laughs> you said that, Rick J. Kidd? No, uh, Dylan Black Lanterns. Dylan Black Lanterns, sorry, yeah. Dil- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Elf. I fucking hate Elf. You do hate Elf, don't you? Passionately, yeah. Yeah. You really hate Elf. Really don't you? fucking hate Elf, yeah. Yeah. I can't even watch like an advert for it without just feeling like, fuck you, fuck Christmas, fuck all of it. I, I do like what uh, what uh, Will Ferrell said when he was asked about what he thought about it. Go on. I like money. And, and he, he, no, he basically said, "Well, finally, I've got finally I got paid for I got paid right for that movie." Yeah. Oh, Billy Idol in the Wedding Singer. That's a good one. Billy Idol in the Wedding Singer is a good one. For a question that we've already had. I know, I'm looking at um, some classic Billy Zane movie cameras. Zoolander. Stay out this Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> so like David Murray. Bowie in Zoolander. David Bowie in Firewalk with me. That'll really count as a cameo, does it? That's a good, that's a good one, Mike. I'd, I'd say it's a cameo. Do you reckon? I think it's a cameo, yeah. See, I don't think Bill Murray in Zombieland counts because he's just a character. Yeah, yeah. Like 10 minutes. yeah, 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 he goes beyond cameo. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of a Christmas movie that I don't like. It's Elf. I, 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 I have no feeling about Elf whatsoever because I have no connection to it really. Don't you be watching it in my house? I've seen it like twice and it was fine, but I have no inclination to watch it again. It's gross. The Holiday, also shit. I like The Holiday. 
Oh, what's that other you one? Know? What's that one where they hold up the signs? Love Actually, you mean, don't Love you? Actually is also a You like the holiday. No, I don't like the holiday. You did, you and liked I like it. I remember Actually. watching it with you, you liked it. We watched it again this year. What's that? What's that really nasty one as well? Is it the Family Stone? That's the Christmas one. I quite like that. It's a real fucking nasty. It is a nasty one, yeah, but I quite like it. But yeah, Love Actually and the an Elf would be mine. Elf's the one with Zooey Deschanel, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Ugh. I don't. I genuinely don't think I have one. You must come on. I don't think. Muppet Christmas Carol, you don't like. Yeah, I don't like Muppet Christmas Carol. No, I think it's overrated. Because you're a twat. I just think it's a bit dull. It's not. I'm, I'm aware that I'm... I, you I'm, are aware that there's like Michael Caine in the middle of all these Muppets just acting full-on deadpan serious, yeah? <sighs> what, what? I don't really like Michael Caine. That's fine. But as a, as, a, as a study in the craft of acting, watching him there acting full-on dead-on straight opposite a fucking fluffy frog... Is the thing is, I think it, with the Muppets Christmas Carol is I've just watched it enough. I've hit my limit with it. I don't need to watch it again. You're an idiot. Yeah, that's well established by now. Mm. So yeah, probably Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Would be bad. It's the wrong answer. The correct answer is Elf. <laughs> the correct answer is Fred Claus. Is Fred even Claus is a good shout, actually, yeah. What even is that? <laughs> Uh, Fred Claus Vince Vaughn's Santa Claus's brother Santa Claus is played by Paul Giamatti a piece of shit yeah it's not very good and I um, fucked up a print of it once and I in what was uh, known as the Fred Claus incident and I came very close to getting fired wow it does have Elizabeth Banks as an elf though I always like things with Paul Giamatti in as well because his name amuses me yeah. He's got a good name, but Fred Claus is poo. Yeah. Okay. What we could read next week, Ian? Uh Okay, so next week we've um, got a couple of streamies to uh, talk about. There is nothing out in the cinemas <laughs> this week, uh, basically. So. Um, yeah, it literally is. The, it's the Silent Sisters, isn't it? That's it. The, the Silent Twins. Silent so Twins, yeah. Like one showing a day in the Odeon. It's like eight o'clock and it's like, nah, I'm just, no, it's not going to happen. Um, so we've got the Will Smith starring Emancipation, which is on Apple TV Plus. Fuck, uh, is that and already? We've got, oh yeah, and we've got one of the best films of the year, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Is fuck on yeah, Netflix that's Netflix this Friday. Yeah, that's that, that's this Friday, isn't it? Ah, yep. fuck yeah. So uh, yeah, that film fucking rules. I am really looking forward to rewatching it. And uh, looking forward to Emancipation as well. So it should be a good show uh, before the pre-Christmas very, very long films show that we've got coming up in a couple of weeks. So just remembered I'm hosting. I'm going <laughs> to leave it there. Um, I'm in a bit of a madhouse at the moment, but the dog's just decided to chill out and lie down by me. Just um, in time for you to get up and disturb her. Amazing. Yeah, just in, just in time for me to do that and then run her go, are you leaving me forever? Like, she she does every single time. Oh, you start to lose the room, don't you? Yeah. Um, so, thank you very much, uh, Becky. Thanks, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. 
I've been Raging Boner. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.